Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Through various incarnations, Sound Opinions is a long-running music show that's been on air for around 25 years. In it, hosts Jim DeRogatis and Greg Cott display their encyclopedic and evolving knowledge of music, ranging from the mainstream to the obscure. As well as all the stuff you might expect, like big-name interviews and album reviews, they also devote whole episodes to music from a particular country, Russia, South Africa and, yes, New Zealand among them, and also to music arranged around a particular theme. So if you want, you can check out episodes dedicated to anxious anthems, Songs about horses, best movie soundtracks, and dad rap. There's also a nice segment called The Rock Doctors, where the hosts step in to offer musical prescriptions for listeners. Here's a taste of what to expect from Sound Opinions, some of a recent episode about diss tracks. WBEZ Chicago and PRX, this is Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott. And I'm Jim DeRogatis. Music can be a mighty force that brings people together, but it can also be weaponized. This week we'll share our favorite diss tracks, songs that settle a score. Plus, the rock doctors are back to help a mom find good music for her son. I realized I was going to have to expand my musical horizons to bring him up in a household that showed him that he could be a whole bunch of different things, that he didn't have to just be a toxic dude. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. You're listening to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott. He's Jim DeRogatis. And this week we're going to assist a listener who's looking for some musical help. We're going to talk to a mom who's got some uh, issues with toxic masculinity, as she says. She's trying to empower her young son who wants to avoid that syndrome. But still listen to good music. That's coming up later in the show. First, a topic rife with toxic attitudes, diss tracks. Stan, Stan, son, listen, man, dad isn't mad, but how you gonna name yourself after a mad gun and have a man bun? So, Greg, this week we thought we would play our favorite diss tracks, not only in hip-hop, which is a, an art form that's rife with them. We have Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem feuding right now. Of course, we had Pusha T and Drake. It's been there from the beginning, and it goes back to trading the dozens, right? I'm going to insult you. Schoolyard taunts. Your mother's so big yeah. when she sits around the house, right? All that nonsense. Exactly. And hip-hop uh, ran with it. Uh, they took that uh, uh, tradition from the schoolyards into into music and, and, and the trading of insults uh, was a core element 
in how an MC would get discovered in the early days. You know, you would have these battle raps between MCs, and the guy who got in the best disses yeah. was often anointed the winner and was the guy with the career in his, in his future. So this idea of disrespecting someone, uh, ideally with humor, I think that's how it works best, uh, is not confined to hip-hop. We're going to go right back to the beginning, in fact. I think this is one of popular music's first and most famous diss tracks. 1962, Joe Tex gets into it with James Brown. Joe Tex was uh, an R&B singer, a really good one, who was, not surprisingly, uh, born and raised in Texas. His real name was Joseph Arrington. And he and James Brown got Mm. into it, and it lasted for years. Uh, They were both on the same label, Detroit's Anna Records, for a period in the mid-50s. Apparently, Brown recorded a tune that Tex had first popularized. Brown had more success with it, changed it around some. Then Brown said, if you got a problem with that, I challenge you to a duel, you know, a musical duel. And then uh, Joe Tex divorced uh, his first wife, who wound up with James Brown. And Brown, rather <laughs> cheekily, sends Tex a letter and says, uh, when the relationships ended, when the musical collaboration with that woman ended, uh, you can have her back now. <laughs> so Joe Tex <laughs> writes a song in 1962 called You Keeper. <laughs> And he had, he calls Brown out by name. And, you know, mm. Brown's an intimidating figure, right? James, I got your letter. Came to me today. You said I could have my baby back, but I don't want her that way. You keep her, <laughs> right? It, this went on for years afterwards. There were other tracks in this uh, musical diss feud. Mm. Uh, Joe Tex would come out on stage on occasion in a ratty old cape and roll a la- around on the floor as if he was having a seizure because, of course, that was, you know, the cape was part of Brown's right. shtick, right? But, you know, who's remembered in posterity? I really, you know, obviously James Brown is a, is a legend, you know, uh, the godfather of soul. Joe even had a problem with that nickname, said, you ain't the godfather of soul. Oh, anyway, Joe Tex is remembered for this song. There were other accomplishments in his life. But here it is, you keeper, Joe Tex on Sound Opinions. James, I got your letter. It came to me today. You said I could have my baby back, but I don't want her that way. So you keep her, you keep her, because man, she belongs to you. She didn't make up her own mind to come on home to me. So I found me someone else, and we're happy as can be. So you keep her. You keep her because now she belongs to But you can tell I said hello, James. And remember to always be a lady. Cause you see, when she was with me, James, I taught her that a lady stays in a lady's place. And I was the one who taught her. Esther did not teach her how to make up her face. How to pick the clothes And the jewelry to wear And I was the one who taught her How to style her hair My, my, my She left me After I taught her these things now, she didn't That is you keeper, <laughs> Joe Tex, man he, 
doesn't want his wife back. And he says later in the song, you know, I found happiness with somebody else. It's okay. I so. appreciate uh, guys who name names when they when yeah. they dish out their insults. You James. know, James. That was the first word of the song. James. I'm Not talking only to you. Not just between you and me, brother, but the yeah. whole world is going to hear about it now. There you go. And uh, I got a hit out of it as well. You know, I, I want to go to an artist who uh, basically made a career out of dissing people in in music. But very, as you said, humor is a big part of this. And the humor in in Mojo Nixon's uh, music has always been a key element. The psychobilly artist, uh, Mojo Nixon, he was with uh, uh, another artist named Skid Roper in a duo in the 80s. The reason I even knew about them is because they would always come up with a song that was dissing somebody that was popular on the charts. There was a song about Debbie Gibson and Rick Astley and MTV VJ Martha Quinn. He is his solo debut, Mojo Nixon. Uh, he, he got rid of Skid. Him and Skid had piled parting of the ways. Just Mojo <laughs> Nixon for this 1990 album, Otis. I think this is the apex of his career of diss tracks. Uh, I think we can all agree. I think before Big Lebowski got to it, before uh, before the dude proclaimed the Eagles uh, mm-hmm. a pox upon humanity, I think a lot of us were in the same pocket. Uh, and Mojo uh, understood that vibe. In 1990, he had a song that said simply, Don Henley must die. Uh, and a lot of us were kind of nodding, you know, he's got a point. Well, and, and not, <laughs> not to just seem gratuitous, the Eagles broke the $100 ticket yeah. mark. Then they broke the $200 ticket mark. You know, eventually they broke like the $500 concert ticket. Well, in addition to, uh, to making music, I mean, obviously they had a ton of hits. And I'm probably insulting a ton of people by just saying that, you know, the Eagles didn't exactly have a huge cachet in, in uh, sort of the indie uh, scene and and, uh, and the whole idea that uh, they were kind of smug about it too. Uh, yeah. It did not uh, enamor them to to people like Mojo Nixon. Uh, the lines in the song don't don't let them get back together. This is the whole idea about the Eagles. Were now uh, there was a parting of the ways. Don't let them get back together with Glenn Fry. Don Henley must die. Yes, and then <laughs> at the end of the song, you know, he gets in a shot at Sting too, and everybody's going, "Yes, thank yeah, you, yeah, thank same, you for that." That's same like the club. trifecta. You same got Don club. Henley. Glenn Fry and Sting all getting dissed in the same song. Mojo Nixon with Don Henley Must Die from 1990 on Sound Opinions. He's a tortured artist. Mojo Nixon with Don Henley Must Die. And to prove that Don Henley, well, maybe he doesn't need to die after all. He can take a joke. 
he actually got on stage with Mojo Nixon and helped him sing that song in like 1992 in Texas. I'm not sure if that uh, comes close to redeeming him for his many sins, but 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 all right, makes me think a little bit better. Leonard Skinner. All right, Sweet Home Alabama. I think, you know, there's no way to talk about diss songs and not talk about this. One of the most famous of all time, Skinner's second album, 1974. I think it's also probably the most misunderstood diss track of all time. Neil Young had written two songs that got under the skin of uh, Ronnie Van Zandt. One is lesser known, Alabama. It's not one of Neil Young's best, and he's kind of disowned that song. The other is Southern Man, which is a great song. You know, decrying Southern racism, Southern violence. Southern Man better keep your Even Neil later admitted, I might have done it with too broad a brush. Mm. Let's not forget, you know, the South also gave us Faulkner and so many great traditions, right? So Southern Man comes out. It's it's painting this broad attack on uh, a certain mentality, which is still with us. And Leonard Skinner fires back. I heard Mr. Young sing about her, talking about Dixie. Uh, I heard old Neil put her down. Well, I hope Neil Young will remember a Southern man don't need him around anyhow. Now, uh, what Van Zant tried to make clear in many interviews is that he didn't want everybody to put the South in one basket. The second verse, uh, which this is a politician uh, that's more controversial, you know, he sings, uh, in Birmingham, they love the governor. Mm. And he's talking about George Wallace, the segregationist. What everyone, many people, have missed is he sings in Birmingham, They Love the Governor, and that wonderful Skinnerd trio of backing vocalists mm-hmm. go, boo, 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 mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's a sarcastic line. And Van Zandt goes on to say, you know, we did what we could do, meaning we tried to be allies mm-hmm. to the civil rights movement. Watergate doesn't bother me. Does your conscience bother you? What's he saying there? He's talking to the North. He's saying, we've all made mistakes. Yeah. All of us have not been maybe activist enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, just don't put the South down uh, for some individuals. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a great song. Um, Skinner would sometimes perform in Neil Young t-shirts yeah. circa Two Nights right. Tonight to make the message a little clearer. And somehow that all gets uh, reduced to wave your Confederate flag, drive your pickup truck with the shotgun on the back. All right, one of Rock's greatest songs above and beyond the dissing, Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. That's some of a recent episode of Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago called Distracks and Rock Doctors with Jim DeRogatis and Greg Cott. And thanks to Brendan Banazak for his help in sharing that with you. Thanks also to Paul Tudor, who's a big Sound Opinions fan and contacted us at RNZ Podcast Hour on Twitter to recommend some of his favourite episodes, including a recent one on disco, a series they did on Bob Dylan, classic album dissections, especially one about The Replacements, and interviews with Brian Eno and Tony Visconti. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.